Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a nice night at the Garden. Finally, order restored in this town. Get KD and Kyrie the heck out of here. We didn't discuss any of that stuff. Yesterday, of course, we were recapping the Super Bowl. But now as we turn our attention to other sports, being that the football season is officially over. And, of course, we'll monitor the offseason very closely with Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones and everything else that comes along with the offseason. We now... Look to basketball, hockey, spring training, college basketball, those other things. They're going to be front and center over the next couple of months here before baseball gets underway in now 44 days with opening day. But what a way to start talking about the basketball or the the hockey where you get the Knicks and Nets last night. And finally, it has happened. The Knicks able to beat the Brooklyn Nets. And look, I actually... It, it, obviously, you know how I feel if you listen to the show about the Nets in, in recent history with KD and Kyrie and, and Harden and all that stuff. But now I actually feel bad for them, and I feel bad for their fans. And not that the Knicks are anything great. We know what trouble the Knicks bring. But the Nets had all those high hopes of championship and, and all this stuff with KD and Kyrie and the pairing, and it was just nothing but a headache, nothing but drama. Now they rid themselves of those two guys, and they have a you know solid team. Bridges, Cam Johnson. I I love Dinwiddie. He's a he's a stud. So and look, not the stud the level of KD, of course, but still they have some players. But they're not as good as the Knicks, and the Knicks finally able to pull away from them last night in the second half of that game and get the one twenty four one oh six win. And the Knicks. Finally, when matching up with the Nets, have the better players on the floor. I do not understand. I was away with the All-Star stuff, so I didn't see the voting, nor do I really care about it anyway. But I have a hard time believing that Jalen Brunson is not an All-Star. And it doesn't really matter other than him himself, who I'm sure is disappointed that he didn't make the All-Star team. But Jalen Brunson is the best player on the Knicks, 
by far. And all due respect to Julius Randle, who is now a two-time All-Star for the Knicks. I, I like him. Randle's fine. Jalen Brunson is he's a, a, a major difference maker for this Knicks franchise. You could see it early on. They desperately needed a point guard. He is the answer at that point guard position. But he shoots way better than I ever could have thought. He does it all. I mean, the fact that you could have a 40-point game with no turnovers, to me, is something that's unheard of for a Knicks fan. What? A 40-point game for a point guard with no turnovers? Are you kidding me? Brunson is the face of the Knicks, even with Randall being the all-star. And I think that that's a good thing. And you wonder now, paired with Hart, and I know Hart's coming off the bench and he had a big night, and... You know, again, I didn't even have to watch him play a game. What Hart said immediately made me fall in love with him because he was a guy that clearly got what this city was about or what this city is about. And not only as a whole, the blue-collar attitude and, and all that, but more specifically, what being a Nick should be about. Far too often over the last two decades, we have seen guys come in here and just play a horrible brand of basketball. No defense, no energy, no effort, no care, no passion. And Hart is the exact opposite of that. And he embodies everything that this town loves about their basketball team or wants to love about their basketball team that did love about their basketball team in the 90s. We talked about that yesterday after you know reading his quotes before he even set foot on the floor. Obviously, he's now played two games, and both games have been terrific. The Garden crowd already loves him. He's wearing the right number, number three. Finally, a worthy individual wearing that number three since John Starks. It's been given a lot, uh, been given out a lot to many different players. Very few have been actually worthy of it. Hart is one of them. You even heard Mike Breen during the broadcast compare Hart or say that Hart could have played on those 90s Knicks teams. That is something that I always say is the highest compliment that I could pay a current Nick is that they could have played on those 90s teams. Well, Hart is a guy that can do that. And look, you don't expect him to keep up the scoring 27 points last night. However, he is a another key piece here where the Knicks have gotten better. And they start to trim the fat a little bit. Now, look, you get Mitchell Robinson back healthy, but you start to you know limit some of the minutes for the other guys. They look like a better team. And with the Nets falling, and they haven't fallen completely yet, but they will. With the Nets eventually dropping in the standings, you know, the Nets right now are the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. They are not a five seed talent-wise as currently constructed. So without Durant in particular, but without Durant and Kyrie, the Nets are going to fall off a little bit. They may play hard. They're going to be a playoff team. It'll probably be a bottom, you know, the, the the bottom part of it, 7 through 10 there. But that leaves a spot potentially in either the top five, if the Knicks could get the five seed, or if the Knicks could get the six seed. But the top six to actually, you know, have a spot for the Knicks, and that's a big deal for this team. Now, I'm not saying that the Knicks could win a first-round series, but this is much better than anything we've seen. And the problem that you have with this Knicks team, while there are some exciting things, we talk about it with Brunson and Hart and Julius Randle, the negative 
is R.J. Barrett. I, I just, I can't do it anymore with R.J. Barrett. I'm over it. Uh, I've never been a fan of his. The, well, let me rephrase that. I've never been a fan of his game. I'm a fan of his personally. He seems like a great kid, great work ethic, guy who works hard, wants to improve. I can't stand the inconsistency. I can't stand a shooting guard that can't shoot the basketball. And if he's not able to shoot, which is clearly not a strength, you got to attack the rim and get to the free throw line. Even that is an issue for R.J. Barrett. He He's a major problem. And as many good moves as the Knicks have made in recent years with Leon Rose, R.J. Barrett, uh, the the extension for him or being reluctant to deal him. I mean, think about what this Knicks team would look like right now. And even Grimes, who, look, Grimes does a lot of good things. I like him as a player, but he's also inconsistent, and his shot needs to be better. I mean, he misses way too many shots. And he's a young player that's growing, and yeah, you hate to give up on the potential, but think of how much better this team would be or how much different they would look if, in fact, they had Donovan Mitchell instead of R.J. Barrett. Now, would that mean that they would have had to give up Grimes, Barrett, and Obi Toppin? I mean, at this point, i do it. Obi Toppin is useless. I can't, you know, he's another one. Again, I like him personally, and I think he could bring excitement in transition. His game is limited, and it doesn't fit what the Knicks are doing, what the Knicks need. Obi Toppin is a waste. I mean, that's a waste. The, you, you ask yourself, why can the Knicks not get to another level? That is why. When you waste two first-round picks, and again, with Barrett, they kind of got screwed with the, the luck of the draw where they fell from what was supposed to be the top pick to the third pick. They miss out on Zion. They miss out on John Morant. They end up with R.J. Barrett, the big drop-off there. Now, they could have made another pick, a better pick, but they settle for R.J. Barrett, and it really hasn't worked out. Obi Toppin, same thing. That was their own mistake. And those two guys are, Obi Toppin's become basically irrelevant, but that's still a problem. You have to get a useful, at the very least, a useful piece with the number one pick. And Barrett, to me, is culprit number one for why this team can't get to another level. But if we try to avoid the negatives and see, look, maybe Barrett will lose some minutes to Josh Hardier, and we'll see uh, how you know Tibbs is going to have that rotation moving forward. But you got to imagine that Hart's going to be a main factor being the way that he's played, even if he cools off a little bit. He does so many things on the floor that help you win basketball games. He does so many things on the floor that get the crowd into it, that just bring a different energy to the game. So you look at the way the Knicks are constructed right now, they're a good team with a star point guard in Jalen Brunson. People may not realize it yet. I know here we do from watching him night in, night out. Nationally, he may not get the respect that he deserves. Brunson is a stud. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You could say the guy's consistent. He's a leader. There isn't anything on the floor he can't do. He plays hard both ends of the floor. He could knock down the three. He could attack the rim. Brunson's a stud. The Knicks have their guy. That was a great acquisition. Now, they got fortunate that their father works for the Knicks and, you know, the relationship with Leon Rose, sure. But either way, I mean, take advantage of it. And they're missing one more big star. Brunson, Randall, plus a a number one. 
And you could say that about a lot of teams, I'm sure. But the Knicks are that close. I don't know what value R.J. Barrett would have in the offseason as far as being traded. Can't imagine a ton. And with that contract, it's going to be a problem. I don't know where that star is coming from. If the Knicks aren't going to have a top pick, which they're not. I don't know where they're getting that star. It just sucks to think that Donovan Mitchell could have been that guy. And it was the perfect fit. I understand why the Knicks didn't want to overextend. I don't think draft picks were an issue. Maybe they thought they had more leverage than they actually did with Cleveland. But giving up Barrett, I don't think giving up Barrett was a problem. I believe it was the other parts that were the issue. And who knows? There are different stories out there. It just sucks to think that they could have had Mitchell, who, you know, Met fan, grew up around here, all that stuff. Local guy would have been, oh, man, he would have had this city. He would have owned this city. And to dream about the combination of Brunson and Mitchell, and you throw in Julius Randle as a third option, a guy who's a two-time All-Star now for the Knicks, now you're really cooking something. And, you know, they that team maybe could do damage in the Eastern Conference. This team... I doubt that they can. Now, if you get, if the Knicks get up to a five seed, maybe things change. I know Cleveland's good. I'm not trying to disrespect them at all. But of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, Cleveland would be the one that might be beatable. You know, the Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, the Knicks aren't beating them in a series. You get Cleveland, maybe you could have a first round series that you can actually win going into it. But either way, it was a nice night at the world's most famous arena for the Knicks. Great night for Brunson. Great night for Hart. And uh, an important night. I I know it's kind of weak getting their first win against the Nets after the departure of KD and Kyrie. But it does at least show that order has now been restored. That the Nets' dominance over the Knicks has come to an end. The Nets being a nationally relevant team has come to a screeching halt that is now over. And the Nets look to build themselves with a solid team. And, you know, back to, you know, back to basics, back to the beginning now, without selling out for the superstars. Got to build the team the right way, which they were doing the first time. I think that they could do it again. It's just going to be a while before they, you know, are able to find that star power. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, can they get it through the draft? We'll see. But obviously it's a far fall from having the high hopes. When you have KD and Kyrie, as crazy as it may have been, you still have a chance at championship. And even me, as big of a doubter as I've been of that group with the Nets, I thought this would be the year where, you know what, they went through the adversity. Maybe they'll put it together this year and go on a run. And obviously that's not going to be the case with now both those guys gone. And the whole thing broke it up. An easier team to root for, for sure, for Brooklyn. But obviously a team that cannot now win the championship. They are you know, on par with a team like the Knicks, who can maybe make the postseason or will make the postseason, but cannot go out there and win a title. But for the Knicks, it's about Jalen Brunson. It's about Josh Hart. It's about you know what, how far they can go. Can they get that five seed? Can they win a first-round series? And you know what? Just enjoy the ride. It's been it's been awful being a Knicks fan for the better part of two decades. And we shouldn't just look at this team, and I'm talking to myself here too, 
We shouldn't just look at this team and say, ah, well, they can't win a first-round series or, you know, their max is winning a first-round series at the very best, so why bother? You know what? It's entertaining. It's been fun. They're improving. They've gotten significantly better, and it's rare that you have the opportunity to actually enjoy a Knicks season. So let's enjoy this one. 877-337-6666. We'll get into some baseball stuff, of course, along the way where, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting this week and guys already starting to show up down there. I know it's not technically baseball season yet, but we're getting there. Pitchers and catchers show up. You get warmed up to it. Spring training begins where, you know, you you start to get into that. This year we have the WBC. We got some rule changes that are going to be in effect and obviously one that was uh, made permanent yesterday. So we could talk about that as well. And look, still, if you want to get uh, get your thoughts, if you haven't done it on the Super Bowl yet, I'll take your calls on that as well. Whatever's on your mind on this now Tuesday morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 